Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, A Hundred Nothing. All right, guys and gals, we've got our Notre Dame verse. Make whatever BC you want it to be, apparently. I go with backup college, but I've seen bullcrap you. I've seen bastard child you. I've seen the not-so- Friendly bitch cut you. That's a new one. That's different. But it is Boston College. It's a rivalry game of sorts. But I prefer the backup college. And we might even be playing the backup, who might not be considered the backup anymore, come this Saturday. We shall find out. But it is a Saturday. And it is senior day. We better make it count. So I go to Saturday'sCount.com, guys. The promo code is still going. Get your shirts. Promo code ND5. Go to SaturdaysCount.com. Find your favorite color. Find a friend who goes to another school that you're friends with, but you don't like that school. Or do the obvious thing. Just start buying all the Notre Dame-themed only only so many Saturday shirts and just send them to everybody you know. It's Christmas, guys. Save a few bucks. Like 40%? Save some money. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. Best tagline in college football. Because it's so damn literal. We've got to make this one count for all those seniors. So go to SaturdaysCount.com. Promo code ND5. 40% off your entire order. Go there. Get it done. That's where we're going to start. You go there. Pause the podcast. Go to SaturdaysCount.com, find your Notre Dame theme shirt, buy a few of them for friends, family, for Christmas. Come back and pick up where you left off. I'll still be here. I'm not going anywhere. I still got to talk about backup college for however long I go on for. But uh, seriously, go to SaturdaysCount.com. Great guys doing a great thing. Let's support them. And no other better way to do it than saving money at the same time. What a tremendous idea. But we do have a game this Saturday while we're trying to make it count versus the backup college Eagles. And they will be facing your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Or should I say ACC Champions Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Because, I mean, how are we not? Let's talk about that for a second. You know, watch before the changes and try to keep up. How are we not the ACC Champs? We should have some sort of plaque or trophy, you know, kind of like the one they give out to the per- team who wins the ACC title. Because we did it. Not to mention, not to mention, we are on a 27-game ACC win streak, about to make it 28. Versus back of college. And I have to emphasize, I have to point out a little caveat it is 27 straight regular season games because, unfortunately, uh, Clemson ACC championship game did happen in the 
2018 Cotton Bowl against Clemson did happen. But otherwise, regular season, can't touch us. We should just join the conference and take everything. But maybe that's why Notre Dame's a 21-point favorite. You know, like they're like it's senior day. 27 straight ACC wins. They're basically the ACC champs. 21-point favorite. Let's go. It's not. I, I'm going to point out a lot of things that would tell you, you know what? Notre Dame should cover the 21. I don't know. They have yet to cover a spread like that. Sometimes even losing. Keep that in mind. Not that we're going to lose. Let me clarify real quick. I'm just saying we have yet to cover a spread of like of 21 points. You know. And we are going against a team that is 3-7. and seven. Not great. We are going against a team that's lost to Rutgers. That has lost to UConn. That has been blown out by Florida State. And Wake Forest. And Clemson. Lost to Duke. But I think Duke's kind of decent. But then somehow they beat North Carolina State. I don't know. And they did blow out Maine. Got to give them credit for that. That was a, uh, their big win. Um, they also beat Louisville. But the Louisville and North Carolina State games were both by one point. And the Louisville game was because Louisville, uh, during the game, missed an extra point. I'm saying all that to say this team is not good at football this year. And you could argue, well, <laughs> Notre Dame lost to Stanford and Marshall. And then, yeah, so what? You beat Clemson and North Carolina. And played Ohio State very close. And beat, I say Syracuse. I, I feel like Schrader going down is a part of it. But point being is Notre Dame has been the most inconsistent team I've ever seen play the game. Their their consistency is being inconsistent. Like I, I don't know another way to say it. Like <laughs> inconsistently inconsistent. I don't. I just don't know how the same team that completely dominated Clemson, regardless of how good you think Clemson is this year compared to previous Clemson teams, they are still very good at football. We dominated them, and then we turn around and put up zero yard or zero points and two yards of offense in a half of football versus Navy on top of losing to a Stanford team and Marshall. It's very confusing. It makes no sense. And the, the Clemson win, while great as it was, actually solidifies the idea that this team is that inconsistent. It's impressive. But this week, we got Clem- uh, we got Boston College on the docket. And there's so many storylines, so many ways to go about this. Um, the obvious place to start would be the quarterback position for either team. Uh, one is, like, are, are we going to get the Drew Pine that we saw in the first half of Navy that you know, can throw the ball around? Probably not, because Boston College is actually pretty good against the pass. I say that, and then Florida State threw for like 350. Wake Forest threw for 3-something. So it's possible you could throw the ball on them. But you don't have to, because their rush defense is trash. (laughs) I mean, it's not great. Their uh, rush defense is 87th in the country. You know, and some of while well, their pass defense is really good, 
our pass defense is better than theirs. So, you know, and we've played formidable opponent like North Carolina, and we still have a really good pass defense. Whatever. But quarterback-wise, uh, I don't think we'll need Drew Pine to do anything spectacular. I really don't. I don't think... Unless if Boston College starts sending the kitchen sink, which is very possible because Navy did it, and it really messed us up. Should they decide to do that, I'd like to think after a week of processing everything we just witnessed on in the second half of Navy, we've got a solution to that. You would think. We'll see. But on the other side of the coin... Is Boston College, backup college, bastard child you, whatever you want to call them. They have a quarterback controversy. And it's only funny because one of the quarterbacks in that controversy is the one and only Phil Dracovic, who was supposed to be this godsend. And we were finally, we finally got the quarterback we wanted, and he couldn't beat out Ian Book. Ian Book was fine. It just we thought Phil had all these intangibles and all these skills and you know uh, he's his numbers aren't great guys like I don't know what I know it's I know it's BC he's not playing for O line U where you get protection and you can do things and but I'd argue Zay Flowers is a better receiver than anything we got on the on the receiver position you know tight ends a little bit different I'm talking about wide receivers actual wide receivers you're Brandon Lindsay, Lorenzo Styles, Jaden Thomas, those guys. As it sits right now, Zay Flowers is better than anyone we have at the wide receiver position. And Phil Dracovic's numbers are still 59% completion percentage, 11 touchdowns, 8 picks, and he's been sacked 25 times for minus 220 yards. Like, could you? <laughs> it's a lot. Just saying. <laughs> he's been sacked two football fields and a touchback. Like he started at the goal line, at like first and goal from the one, and was sacked enough to go to the end zone. Then hey, just let's flip the field and back to the other end zone, and then a touchback worth. That's a lot. It's a lot of sacking. I thought he could run. I guess not. I mean, because when you include his actual runs, well, I guess I guess it's not terrible because he's got negative forty three. Rushing yards, so I guess he he did run positively for 177 yards on. I, I let me see, do the math here. Uh, 43 carries for 77 yards. That's 177 yards. Excuse me. So I guess that's something. But if you're getting sacked 25 times for minus 220, what does it matter? So his numbers aren't great, but he's got a. There's a quarterback controversy because red shirt freshman Emmett Moorhead has come in and lit it up with a worse completion percentage but a better touchdown interception ratio. He's 58% instead of 59. But he's only got 8 touchdowns to 3 picks. And he's been sacked 14 times. So good news, Isaiah Foskey. You are going to break the sack record this weekend. There's no doubt in my mind they, they like to get sacked. They're getting sacked like four times a game. You're, you're in good shape, my friend. 
Like, <laughs> you are in good shape. We're going to get there. Don't worry. Because I didn't even see what, how many sacks Clemson had. But that would be a comparable defensive line to what Notre Dame does. So if they're doing it, which let's find out. Clemson sacked them four times. Exactly what, like four times a game. Look at that. So, yeah, Isaiah Foskey, go get the record. Go have fun with it. Senior day. Knock it out of the park. But Jerkovic played the first, uh, what, eight and a half games because he got hurt in their eighth game. Uh, so I guess seven and a half games. Excuse me. I misspoke. Uh, he got hurt in the eighth game and Moorhead came in. But the last two games Moorhead started, he's a 60% completion percentage guy with seven touchdowns and two picks. And he's been sacked ten times. He's actually averaging five sacks a game. That's not a good stat to have. And I don't, I don't know if he's much of a runner either. Like, again, I'm not going through the whole math, but he's got 29 carries for minus two yards. Uh, and on the season, 14 of those are sacks. Whatever. But the thing about backup college is they just throw it. They just throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it. They throw the ball 38 times a game. That's a lot. And if you're going to be throwing the ball 38 times a game, I just... Maybe you should have more yards. Like I, That's all I'm saying. Like if you're gonna throw the ball that much, you should really add up to more yards because they're only let's see, what do we got here? Yeah, six point eight yards a carry or uh, per attempt. Uh, I guess that's that should just be better if you're throwing the ball that much. It just it really needs to be better. They're only throwing the ball for like two fifty a game. What's the what's the number? What's the number? Yeah, two fifty three a game. Like if you're throwing the ball thirty eight times, you should be. Because I looked, other teams that are throwing the ball, they they throw it. They're the uh, in terms of passing attempts, they're number twenty in the country. They're top twenty in pass attempts per game. All the teams in front of them are like at or above three hundred yards passing per game. Not Boston College, no sir, no sir. <laughs> they're not good. They're not good. So, and whatever the whatever quarterback they roll out, uh, I'd like it to be Djokovic, just so we can. I, I just it's turning out he's not that special, so we shouldn't be overly, you know, upset that he left and couldn't beat out Ian Book because now he's about to not be able to see the field. So, and that's the story. Is he fully healthy? Is he not? Uh, the season, you're three and seven. What's more important, getting Djokovic some reps or getting Emmett Moorhead, who's likely the quarterback for next year and the future, more opportunity? It's 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 a weird dynamic, but there's legitimate talk of like, is Djokovic going to be benched? Not just but be, not just because, but you know, Moorhead's better. He just beat North Carolina State. That's got to mean something, maybe, but. They have their own quarterback thing. And, and while I'm on the quarterback topic, I'll branch off. Again, take the exit ramp with me. We'll get back on the freeway. Don't worry. We're going to go down uh, quarterback lane. So last show I mentioned 
that there was a quarterback who was going to be in town and he was possibly going to be flipping to Notre Dame, decommitting. And um, I saw a couple of pictures of Jackson Arnold. I saw somebody mention Jackson Arnold in a, in a chat. And I, I, I wasn't, I never, I was not sure of who anybody who was going to be. And then I, I literally hours after I recorded, all of a sudden it Minchi, 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 Minchi. Awesome. That's great. I'm excited. That's tremendous. He is rating you similar to Pines. I'm not going to lie about that. Like, that maybe gives you a little bit of pause. But a couple things here. He's bigger than Pine. And I do think if Pine were, he's listed at 5'11". There's no way. Just, there's no way. You see him next to that offensive line, there's no way that's 5'11". He's 5'9". Like, seriously. Um, If he's bigger, some of these problems just are, they're not as big of a problem. In fact, something I had said about the Navy thing was, why not call a quick slant? Not even realizing that's not going to work because Drew Power doesn't have to throw through these huge, over the huge offensive line and over the defensive line, who's probably got their paws up and they're going to knock some balls down. Oh, wait, that happened and resulted in an interception. It, if Drew Power were bigger, it, it, I think some of this is a little bit different. Okay, but then you go look at the Minchie uh, highlight film. Whether you go to uh, Huddle, wherever you find your recruit videos, Minchie does look different in a good way. Obviously, he just looks a lot different, a lot better, despite the rankings being quite similar. Um, you know, some people focus on well, he's the I don't have it in front of me, but like the the fourth. Rated quarterback or whatever it is in his own state, but Pine was this, and Pine was also in Connecticut. And I know Minchie's in Tennessee, and uh, Tennessee's not exactly Texas or Florida or California. I get that, but I think I'd put more stock in Tennessee than Connecticut in terms of what you're seeing on the field and how you like the number of. Players in the state itself, Connecticut's not very big. It's so small that if you live in that area, there's what they call the tri-state area, because it's so small they got to combine three states to make a, a region. Like that's how small it is. The, the tri-state area, and the people from up northeast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm happy we got Minchie. I'm not looking at the ratings and going, oh, that's it's another pine. I don't believe that to be the case. And while I'm on this topic, for those, and it, not really anybody I interact with regularly. So if you're listening and you're one of the people I talk to regularly, you know, Benny, Jimmy, Craig, Regisan, all the, you guys, like, this doesn't apply to you. But I have seen people stating, because I put out a tweet, well, if we get Minchie this high four-star, what happens with C.J. Carr next year? And what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen is we're going to have two really good quarterbacks. And um, fun fact, my first thought wasn't, oh, no, now we've got Minchie and Carr coming in? Oh, no, what are we going to do? My next thought was, well, we still need to go get a transfer quarterback. That's what we need to do. Because here's here's what you know. 
Carr is out of the equation. He's not even coming in this next year. He is not part of the thing. This will not affect C.J. Carr. C.J. Carr is a legitimate five-star. He is highly rated and better than Minchie. As good as Minchie might be or could be or whatever, the fact of the matter is, as it sits today, Carr is better. Better prospect, better recruit, everything, right? Okay. So, here's what we do know. Coming into 2023, you've got Tyler Buckner. Maybe not the biggest of question marks, but still a question mark. We have yet to see him at his full potential with a full roster around him figured out. You know, if he had the offensive line that Drew Pine's been getting, maybe he doesn't get hurt. I don't know. It just, it we haven't seen, we don't know but what Buckner is or isn't. We just don't. You can't tell me otherwise. We absolutely know what Drew Pine is, and we're not fans. That cannot be the quarterback for next year. You've got Steve Angeli. We don't know what Steve Angeli is. I do know this. If he was progressing very quickly in a positive way, he's probably already seeing the field because of what we've seen from Drew Pine at times, right? Or not. So... He's going to have a, probably an edge on Minchie out the gate just because he's been there for a year. And where does that leave us? That's what you've got. Oh, and Ron Powell's the third, obviously. But you've got an unknown, which we know something about. We've got a known, which we don't like. We've got an unknown, which we have no clue about. And we've got an incoming freshman. Here's the problem with all of that. What we do know, while limited with Buckner, in that in that scenario, he's your week one starter. No question. But he's only going to be the starter because have you like the, have you seen the other quarterbacks? How is he not the starter? Like if Pine is a legitimate competition for Buckner, we that's not good. That's a problem. And maybe Minji comes in and lights the world on fire. I don't know. But why not? Because you know it's going to happen. There's going to be big-time programs with highly rated quarterbacks who are going to transfer because they got beat out. It happens all the time. This is not weird. This is not unusual. This is not cause for concern. It might happen at Notre Dame, but we should also take advantage of it on the flip side. You know, look at Quinn Ewers going from Ohio State to Texas. Justin Fields went from Georgia to Ohio State. Joe Burrow went from Ohio State to LSU. Uh, Jalen Hurts went from Alabama to Oklahoma. Like the the Caleb Williams went from Oklahoma to USC. The list goes on. Uh, even uh, Colin Murray went from A and M to OU. It happens. Embrace it. That's what we need. A quarterback to legitimately push Tyler Buckner. If Tyler Buckner wins, when we have a guy, I, again, we don't know who it's going to be. But if it's a high-caliber quarterback that has some experience and Buckner beats out that guy, fantastic. Tremendous. Now we, I now I can sit here all five foot six of my ass and go, at least I know he's beating out legitimate competition and they see it and they like it versus, well, no shit, he won the job. Look who he's competing against. And here's the problem. We didn't know exactly what Drew Pine was, and now we do. If that's the competition, 
That's not competition. That's the issue. And as mobile, I'll use that word, as mobile as Buckner is, injury concern is still very much on the table. So even if this transfer person, whoever it is, doesn't win the job, they better be ready to play when the time comes and not have this massive drop-off where it's so blatantly obvious where our downfall is this season. Every single position, offensive line, receivers, running backs, defense, uh, secondary, like the secondary, the I think the linebackers have gotten better. Uh, D line always you know picking up uh, sacks and the special teams punt block you just name a position a group whatever and tell me they haven't improved because they have except for one and it's no longer while well, he's he's just getting started not nah, that nah, bullshit we're we're going into game ten like. What are we doing? Or sorry, game 11. Excuse me. He's been playing for the last eight games. The No. Sorry. No. He. It's no longer that. So, we, we just, it's a good thing, guys. We need quarterbacks. Just let it roll. Let it roll. Whatever happens. Happens. Don't. There's no such thing as too much talent, especially at the quarterback position where it's so important, as we've seen. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's hypothetical. Yes, it's whatever. But I'm convinced that if Trevor Lawrence is in a Notre Dame uniform and Ian Book is in a Clemson uniform, Notre Dame beats Clemson in the 2018 Cotton Bowl. Okay. Now. Drew Pine does not compare to either one of those, even remotely close. But point being is that's how important the quarterback position is. We got to take it seriously. So, and then on Saturday, whoever rolled Boston College, backup college, whoever they roll out, Dracovic, Moorhead, it don't matter. We're going to sack his ass. Boston's going to get the record. They're not going to do very much. They're not playing. The ACC isn't good, okay? Like, we. I'm not saying, oh, well, we won 27 straight games, so they can't be good. No. It's just look around. I mean, look around the room. The ACC is not very good. So if they, they're only completing combined like 58% of their passes or 59, whatever the hell the number is, what are they going to do against us? We're one of the better defenses in the country by far. Like defensively, Notre Dame ranks – 33rd in points per game, 20th in yards per game, 21st in passing yards per game, 44th in rushing yards per game. Well, the only spot we're you know, weak or we're not in the top you know, 30 is uh, rushing defense. But no worries because Boston College can't run the ball. And you heard me say, oh, they throw it 38 times a game. Well, that's, that's a lot. And they still don't do anything with it. They rank dead last in rushing yards per game, 57.6. That's it, 57 yards a game, 131st. And you might be thinking, well, that's because they throw it so much, they don't really run it, but when they run it, are they good? No, they're not, actually. 
Uh, 2.0 yards per carry. That ranks dead last. Now, sacks factor into that, but still. Like, I don't... Still. I mean, Notre Dame's averaging 4.3 yards a carry and 182 yards a game. So, and they're... Like I said, their rush defense isn't good. We should really focus in on that. Something that did surprise me. I keep mentioning they, they throw the ball 38 times a game. I was really surprised to find out Notre Dame throws the ball 25 times per game. That seems like too much. And I didn't even I didn't think it was that many. But it might be weighted down from the beginning of the season. We threw more. I don't know. It was just a number that threw me off. But their their offense isn't isn't good. They don't complete the ball. They throw it a lot. They can't run the ball. And it's weird because and I don't know the ins and outs of their offensive line. But there's got to be an issue there. There has to be. The sacks, then they had a, last year they had a solid running back. He's still there. Garwo. Garwo. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Pat Garwo. Last year, he averaged 5.1 yards a carry and had 1,045 yards. This year, 3.0 yards a carry and 296. So, unless he runs for 700 yards in the next two games, he's not going to get 1,000 yards. And it's going to be a massive drop-off from one year to the next. And as I said, I think that has more to do with the offensive line. But they, they say they can't run the ball. So whether it's Garwo or Broom, or maybe they try to do something with their quarterbacks, which unlikely, they just haven't shown that at all. They're going to try to throw the ball to Zay Flowers. He is their best player. There's no doubt. What Now, I know we have Michael Mayer as, like, as far as receivers, and he's our guy. But the Boston College numbers are even more crazy. Zay Flowers has 67 catches for 921 yards and 10 touchdowns. Just focusing on the catches and yards, the next three leading receivers, three of them combined, have less catches and less yards. Flowers has 67, the next three combined. Again, mind you, they're throwing the ball 38 times a game. But the next three are 66 catches for 853. So it's one less catch and like 70 less yards. That's crazy. And one of those receivers we're very, very familiar with, a gentleman by the name of George Takis. He is the tight end for the backup college. But he's not a backup. He is a starter. He's a starting tight end. Uh, but if you... They're not going to be able to run the ball against us. They're just... It's not going to happen. Get to either Dracovic or Moorhead, whoever the hell's out there. Sack him a few times. Flowers is a non-factor in terms... Like, it's going to be like, uh, you know, North Carolina. Uh, they... Yeah, they got a little bit of action with downs. But what did they really do? At the end of the day, nothing crazy. Even Ohio State, I mean, I know we knocked out Smith and Jigba, but I he still hasn't really been back. But Marvin Harrison is the guy. But the receivers didn't do anything really against us. We're going to be fine there. The only thing that may happen is it is Phil Dracovic, if, he's the star, if he starts. And maybe they put him out there just for this. It's Dracovic. It's Notre Dame Stadium. It's Senior Day. He 
probably wants to give a big F you to all of Notre Dame. Maybe. I don't know. If I was him, I probably maybe would think that way. I don't. Brian Kelly isn't here, and he's part of the reason, but so is Tommy Reese is still here. I don't know. But he's got a little bit of a revenge factor, right? Maybe he gets this crazy second wind of I can be productive. I don't know. I just don't see it. Their offense is terrible. They are 119th in the country in points per game, 114th in yards per game, 131st in rushing yards per game. They're 131st in yards per carry. And so they're 114th in yards per game. They lost to Rutgers and UConn, who are ranked 127th and 124th in yards per game. So they're they're just they're just not very good at football. And everything lines up for Notre Dame to win this game. What would the score be? I I I tried to think of how this game would go, and it's we don't know. Notre Dame's so inconsistent. Like we could very well come out and you know run the ball and move the ball, uh, like we did against Clemson in terms of running the football. And if it's all runs, I don't just don't see a high score. I don't think I don't think passing is going to be the best option unless you just want to throw the ball to throw the ball. But I'm not a big fan of that unless they're blitzing their asses off. Now, if they're blitzing their ass off and we haven't figured out how to beat it, well, shame on us. But if we have figured out how to beat it, that could lead to points quite easily because you're just free yards, free yards, free yards. Keep blitzing the house. We know how to beat it now. Hopefully, my prediction. Is I just I don't think Notre Dame covers the twenty one. I they haven't done it yet, so I don't know why. All of a sudden we're, we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be it's gonna be close. That's the problem. Like we're gonna be right there. But what I think is gonna happen is senior day. I think it's gonna feel like we're gonna cover, and then we're gonna give some opportunities to. The seniors, and there's gonna be some garbage time scoring, and Notre Dame's gonna win 38 to 20. That's my prediction. I think it's gonna be something like 35 7, you know, 35 10, whatever, 38 10 even. And like, okay, let's let's give all these seniors their their send off because at this point for Notre Dame style points aren't going to do anything. Just gotta win. We have USC next the week after this. Just gotta win. So whether it's 38-20, 38-0, just win. Um, and we can complain about it after the fact. Of course we can. But I think 38-20. That's my prediction. I do think we're going to run the ball. We better go over 200 yards rushing. Again, I say that, but unless if, uh, if Boston College starts blitzing the house, then no, we can't run for 200 yards. We should be able to throw for a good chunk of yards. Let's see what happens there. But and as far as the game, before I get to the beloved Q and A, uh, I'm probably not going to be watching this game live. Shocker! I know the story of the year for me. I'm going to be at my dad's surprise seventieth birthday party, which uh, funny he turned seventy. Like a month and a half ago. 
But as I mentioned my personal life on this pod and on social media, I've got boys that play football and baseball and our weekends are pretty tied up and my mom was trying to figure out a, a good time to do this. And she just said, screw it. Thanksgiving is coming up. Then we got Christmas. I'm doing it this weekend. If you can make it, cool. If you can't, sorry. Like it was, it got to that point. But we can't make it. So um, I'm really, and I bring it up specifically for this reason. I'm really anxious to know how in the world my mom is going to get my dad to this restaurant, like, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Like event center thing, like a, a par- party house, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, food and dancing and all that good stuff, right? It's going to be a big thing. Here's the problem. She scheduled this damn thing at 3 o'clock. Nobody plays at 2.30. I want to know what the plan is. And I asked her. She goes, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I said, well, good luck. Because... This is the first weekend for even them. <clears throat> they, my brother has kids. They, my mom and dad went with my brother and his wife to see Disney on Ice last Saturday. Um, <clears throat> two Saturdays before that, they went down to Galveston, Texas, for a uh, a biker rally. Which my dad is not a biker, but it's a really fun event apparently called the Lone Star Rally. Nonetheless, he's missed football games like I have. <clears throat> Excuse me. He finally has a weekend, or a Saturday specifically, with nothing planned as far as he knows. And if, it, if I'm him, I'm like, what What do you mean? Like, because, hey, let's go out and get lunch, John. Let's go out. What the fuck? We, what? Make a sandwich right here. Got a refrigerator. We got, we got everything we need. In fact, I got a fridge full of beer. I can sit down on a happy ass and watch Notre Dame on my giant television, which I haven't done, but like three times all season. Why don't we do that? So I'm <clears throat> really anxious. That's my first question. Hey, surprise, Dad. So what did Mom say? How the hell did you end up here right now? If you <laughs> fact ends up there, I, we might have to figure out another, maybe an emergency. emergency. We got to leave, John. It's an emergency. I don't know what the plan is, <clears throat> but I'm, absolutely anxious to find out the answer so with that being said i'm not going to see the game live i'll turn off my notifications but i'm not going to go above and beyond like i did with the clemson game to avoid knowing the outcome i'm not going to seek it out but i'm also not going to like totally plug my ears i'm sure there's going to be some moron at the thing that knows my dad as well as i that Hey, we bleed blue and gold. And they'd be like, hey, did you check the score yet? So it turns out Notre Dame is winning or whatever. Just, they're going to say stuff. Just, it is what it is. It's all right. I'm not going to go out of my way and wear Notre Dame attire. My dad might. But I don't think he will because he's the one that kind of told me, like, hey, if you don't want people to say shit, don't wear Notre Dame stuff. So we'll see. But mark down, 38-20. Notre Dame beats backup college what was it? Uh, ball cunt you? What was it called? What'd you say, Wookie? What'd you call it? Bitch cunt you. Sorry. Bastard child you. Bullcrap you. A- Notre Dame ACC champs going for 28 straight ACC wins. Going to be back of college 38-20. And I hope it's with Phil Jacoby at quarterback. Just because. Why not? 
So, and after they win, after you already pause this podcast to do it, Saturday, you know, you win, you're celebrating, you don't know what to do, go to saturdayscount.com. Go get yourself a t-shirt. That's it. ND5. 40% off. Sold. Go get it. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. Now, real quick, before I do the q and I'm going to figure out a way to have... You can't see my hands, but I'm like... I feel like uh, Charlie from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm like, all right, here's how we're going to do the Irish car bomb, all right? I might pre-record it. I might be able to do it before I leave for Houston. I don't know because I'm going to be at a Super Bowl championship for my 8-year-old. The Ducks are playing the Gators in the CCYFL Super Bowl at 9 a.m. in 45-degree temperatures with rain. That sounds awesome. Hey, Nick, if you're listening, I might have a new answer for the coldest, most uncomfortable experience uh, outdoors at a sporting event. I'll let you know. Um, But after that game, we're pretty much going to have to hightail it up to Houston so we can be there. Or maybe we'll be the surprise. Maybe we'll just show up late. They already have the surprise. And, hey, you didn't think I was coming. Here I am. I don't know. But we will find a way. Hey, if there's a will, there's a way. And car bombs are a must. It just has to happen. So, all right. There's your Boston College backup college preview. Now we're going to do the fun stuff. Because, not that that wasn't fun. But these Q&As have become fun for me. And we're, we're going we're gonna to just jump into it. All right. Um, Renderson, I'm going to probably come back to you because you asked like 17 questions. Um, but they're all good. But I'll just finish with your list. Uh, first, I'm going to start with my boy, Jimmy, at JL Gallagher 3 on Twitter. I know all you know him. If you don't, you need to. Follow J.L. Gallagher. He's an Oregon dude. He likes friends. He's a good guy. So Jimmy asks, weather and pine being taken into consideration. Is 15.5 pass attempts a fair line for the over-under? If so, would you take the over or the under? 15 half is too high. So I would take the under. Um... I think a fair line. But see, I, there I go again. Like, It depends on what Boston College decides to do. If they decide to do the Navy thing in the second half, you know, 15 and a half is probably fair, and he probably gets to 18, 19, or 20. But if Boston College plays a <clears throat> not-all-out blitz defense and Notre Dame can run the ball, I think... For Pine, the 12 to 14 range is appropriate. And if the score is a big lead, like I suspect, you're probably going to see Pine not on the field and giving other guys opportunities. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if we have a senior quarterback on on the roster. I don't believe we do. But you you never know what you're going to see on senior day. If there's a big lead, you never know what you're going to see. But... If it goes the way I feel like it, it will, which is Boston College is not going to try to blitz every single play because they're not Navy, even though they have nothing to lose. They're 
I don't think I just don't see them doing that. So fifteen and a half. I would set the over under at like thirteen and a half. I know it's not a big difference, but enough. And then you're saying, I don't know. I think at fifteen and a half, he's going to be around twelve, thirteen, and I'll take the under. Um, if that's an actual bet in Vegas, uh, don't listen to me. And if you do, I apologize. But if you do win, let me know. I can give you my PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, your choice. And also, I'm not betting this game. Because I'm not. I'm saying we're not even going to cover. So if you take the money line, that's just. There's not enough money in that. It's easy, easy money. All right, then uh, next question we got from at faithful underscore Irish, fighting Irish faithful podcast. Our boy Joe, I always contribute to his show every chance I get. He's helping me out here. Love it. He's got a question. Does <laughs> you know? <laughs> I read it. I read it a few times, so I wouldn't laugh when I read it like live. And I'm still laughing. <laughs> Sorry, Joe's question. Does the BC helmet look anything other like... <laughs> Hold on, see? I can't even read it straight. Hold on. All right. Does the BC helmet look anything other than urine or baby poop? What does the BC helmet look like? Yeah, you got me. It's, I mean, it's kind of a dark urine. I, it's an unhealthy shade of urine. I'll give you that. And if you got boys, fellas, men, if you're going to the bathroom and your urine looks like the BC helmet, drink more water and or give the doctor a ring because and I, that's not good. Because to be honest with you, it's, it's not great. Does it look like baby poop? It's tough. Because how, what kind of big infants? Infants, it's really dark in the beginning. I mean, I'm a father of four. I know the deal. It's really dark in the beginning. And then when they start eating foods, you know, it's good. More like that. More like a BC helmet. I'll give you that. But, man, it's tough. But given the unhealthiness of that color, should it be urine, I'm going, it looks more like baby poop. Because I want you all to be healthy. I want all my listeners to be healthy human beings. So, I'm going to say it looks more like baby poop. (laughs) Oh, man. I, I... People have been trashing. That's a new one, by the way. People have been trashing the BC colors. I just, I don't know. I never watched them going, oh, their uniforms look like puke. Like, bleh. I never thought of it that way. But they are pretty traditional and boring overall. I'll give you that. All right. And the last question or questions, as it seems, of this episode are going to be from Regisan at Regisan42. He's uh, He's been one of my my best listeners. I love it. Love the uh, profile pic, Regisan, the Holy War. It's beautiful. i telling you right now, uh, spoiler, I'm going to steal that and use that as the art for uh, this episode. 
So well done. And well, I don't know. The circle might not play. I'll figure it out. But I, I, the theme, the Holy War, is happening. I didn't call it the, the the Holy War yet. This is the Holy War. BYU, Notre Dame. That was nothing. That was that was uh, Viva Las Vegas. I don't know. Shamrock Series. This is the Holy War. Let's go. But Redison asks five questions. And I guess I'll just do these one at a time. He says, since this is a rivalry game, it's only proper I ask you some rivalry questions. Number one, which indie rival do you hate the most and why? And this is tough. So growing up, my dad was very adamant about his dislike for Southern Cal. We are not Southern Cal fans. We do not like Southern Cal. And that had a lot to do with his time when he was growing up. They didn't play Michigan a lot. So it was always USC. Played USC every year. You just hate USC. Then there was a brief stint of uh, Miami definitely being on the radar. My dad still has his shirt. When I say still, it's got to be somewhere. If he threw it out, I'd be very upset. He's got a shirt that says, Jimmy suck my Johnson. And the U and suck is the Miami U. And that's hilarious. Um, but like most of you replied, uh, well, actually, uh, one person at Irish Fire Socks, it says BC93 is why. And yeah, that sucked. Not going to lie. Um, in fact, my mom for the longest time, I don't know why, it was like taunting us. One of my uncles came across a guy wearing a Boston College shirt and whatever the specific date was in November or whatever, in 93. It said uh, the score on the front, you know, Boston College, Notre Dame. And then on the back, it says... We came, we played, we kicked their ass. And I'm like, first of all, winning on a last second field goal by two points is hardly kicking someone's ass. Secondly, people talk about that game like Boston College was 0-11 coming into the game or something. They ended the season ranked 13th that year, by the way. And it wasn't just because they beat Notre Dame. They were pretty decent. I believe Glenn Foley was their quarterback who went on to play in the NFL. Um... I can see that's a reason to hate Boston College. I get it. But it, for me, it has to be Michigan. It just has to be. Because of... It, a lot of it has to do with the fans. Um, you know, I, I can't stand LSU because they're fans, but I wouldn't call them a rivalry of Notre Dame at all. But it's Michigan. Their fans suck. Michigan's terrible. They're annoying. They're just... They're a fun team to hate and root against very easily and you can almost watch them every Saturday and hate hate watching every Saturday you can try to do that with USC but they're on so damn late you fall asleep trying to hate them it's tiring but I would say Michigan and why because of their fans and interaction with social media and the the they beat Ohio State one time and they think they're God's gift to football and it's, it's it's Michigan. It's absolutely Michigan. But there's a follow-up. What team outside of Indy's rivals do you hate the most and why? 
and that would be LSU. Also, their fans. Like, I don't know. Because I, I like to hate watching me some UT football, too. A&M's kind of creeping into that. and the, uh, They're on the radar. But, no, I, I, I still got to go LSU. They're so damn cocky. And, uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't hurt my hatred that Brian Kelly, that's where he ended up. I didn't like them prior to that. I haven't liked them since 2007. And I feel like we get paired up with them a lot in bowl games. And we seem to, to win when we do. Um, and that's fun because they think they're still hot shit. You know, they've won a couple national championships, sure. Um, yeah, they beat us in the Sugar Bowl in 07. But uh, I remember, I think it was the Independence Bowl in like the mid to late 90s we beat them. Then we beat them the last two times. I know they haven't been high caliber bowl games. I get it. But they still think they're freaking badass. They're SEC. We're, we're LSU. Go G-E-A-U-X. We can't spell Go Tigers. Ah. Yeah. Having said that, I really look forward to going to New Orleans in spring break, uh, which is not Baton Rouge. I'm going to pass it along the way. But nonetheless, <laughs> they've got great food, and it's a great place to party your balls off. But as far as uh, the LSU, not a fan. Pound sand, LSU. Don't love you. All right, number three in the rivalry questions. If you could create a rivalry between Indy and any other school, who would it be? Ah, that's tough because there's some that are building, and I, I would, I would pick a rivalry for fun reasons, not be, to hate them. You know, like I'd like to see a, a rivalry between Notre Dame and Clemson really materialize to to make it fun. Because I know so many Clemson people. That would just be fun. Um, but I don't know how that would... Like I'm just trying to think how what would work. What would make sense. And it has to be... Because with the ACC... I'm, I'm thinking way too hard about this, Registown. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, with the ACC tie-ins, you couldn't really single out a team out of the ACC to play every year because then it's... It's just a weird dynamic, right? Um, so I would think of like a traditional power that, or maybe not a traditional power, but a, a brand name that's recognizable that would draw attention. And you know, I saw, somebody said A and M because they're they're close. You know, they live close. I wouldn't pick A and M. They're not. I mean, they have the the best roster in the, literally, literally. Now they're all freshmen. I get it, but they ain't gonna be there long. Rumor has it, but they brought in the best recruiting class in the history of recruiting rankings, and they are three and seven. So, so I, I'm gonna say UT because I live in Texas. And they were they were contenders for the uh, the Go Fuck Yourself Award for what team outside of Notre Dame's rival do you hate? Uh, UT's up there because um, they think they're special too. And there's so much UT burnt orange and it's hilarious because they're just Walmart fans. 
You walk into Walmart, they sell UT shirts. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to wear it. But please, God, don't ask me about UT football or anything UT because I never went there. I don't even know where Austin is. That's what it feels like. So I would enjoy that. In fact, you know, maybe I can get a few more UT people to block me. That'd be pretty cool. I almost got some people to do it when Notre Dame knocked out UT in the college baseball World Series. I almost got some of that shit going. That was cool. I did. I've had UT fan, football fans block me because facts are not their friend. They try to talk shit on Notre Dame, and you're like, "Look at your record. Like, this is forget details. Just record. You're not good. Your national championship in 2009 or five? Excuse me, five. Uh, you know, mine as will be 1988 at this point. So, chill out. I." would pick UT to be a rival because then I'd have a real reason, like a legitimate, just, ah, horns down, horns down, all day, all the live long day. So that's where I would go with that question. Yeah, any rivalry, if I can create one, it's got to be UT. Got to be UT. So let's see if we can get that going for a rivalry. Notre Dame, UT, that'd be fun. All right, and uh, tell me if you've heard this one before. Um, five for nothing is going to hit an hour. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Hope you enjoy this. We got two final questions from Rajasan. These are fun. And that's, you know, those are the, those are the good ones. I, I love the football ones. Don't get me wrong. I love talking about football, robberies, whatever. But when you mix in something that doesn't have anything to do with Notre Dame or football, it's kind of cool. So, what's my favorite holiday and why? God, that's that's so tough. Like, so I I like all so many I like different holidays for for different reasons, you know. Um, Memorial Day because like summer starting, you grill out, you probably buy a pool. That's pretty neat. New Year's because you just drink till you can't anymore. That's kind of fun. A lot of fun, actually. Thanksgiving, you get to just watch football, take a break to eat amazing food. And it doesn't matter what it is. And who cares? It's just food and there's a lot of it and it's all good. Then you go back and watch more football. And like a year like this, it leads into you're still digesting Thanksgiving dinner and Notre Dame plays USC. That's pretty cool. Um, but then there's Christmas where that's just, you get, it's like family, there's presents. Um, it's a little chaotic though. Let me be honest. Like that's, it, even without the kids involved, it just, I feel like there's so much pressure on Christmas to, for the gifts and this, it's not just getting together. There's more steps. There's more facets to it all, right? I, I love Christmas, especially with my kids. You get them gifts, and they love the crap out of it, and they're, they they love to play with their toys for that, that 24-hour window, and then they may never touch it again. That's how it goes. For those of you who aren't parents yet, look forward to that. I really want this present. It's my favorite I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, remember that thing we got you last week? Yeah, I don't know where it is. But (laughs) Christmas is fun But I'm picking Thanksgiving I'm a football junkie 
I love to eat. Despite my stature, I do love to eat. I'm waiting for that to catch up to me. Please don't. Um, I'm going with Thanksgiving. The food, football. It's it, like you literally, that's about just getting together. And it's like I said, the food doesn't matter. But I've had a variety of things on Thanksgiving. It's not about the food. It's about getting together. It's about just relaxing. Seeing there's less pressure. It's just a relaxing time. And it's always a long weekend. Where Christmas, because of when it falls, you never know. It's on a Wednesday. And some bosses are cool. And like, you can have off Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, screw it the rest of the week. Some are like, you only get off Wednesday. Some just Tuesday and Wednesday. Some are like, hey, we're going to do it weird this year. You don't get off Christmas Eve, but we'll give you off Christmas and the rest of the week. You never know. Thanksgiving, guaranteed. Every single year. You're going to be off Thursday and Friday. And then you get Saturday and Sunday. And there's football on every one of those days. Life's good. So, Thanksgiving is my answer. And all those reasons are why. And for those reasons, I love Thanksgiving. And then, number five, Regisson. Last question, I promise. Bring more, dude. I don't care. In your opinion, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. Look, I know that's such a fun question. I just, sorry, I don't I don't care if there's a Santa hat and some jingling music involved. Like, I don't watch that movie going, Christmas. Like, no. No. Sorry. If you think it's a Christmas movie, that's your, that's your choice. Can't tell you what to do. I'm just saying that's not my choice. Christmas movies for me are... One, like Christmas Vacation, Elf, Jingle All the Way. My kids love that movie. Turbo Man. Um, you know, just the uh, the Grinch stole Christmas. You know, just big obvious Christmas themed. Just because it happens around Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie for me. But teach their own. My mom always told me, teach their own. If you like it, enjoy it, and consider it a Christmas movie, and that's what you gather around the family to watch, do your thing. I do the Christmas vacation thing. I'm, I'm not a full-blown Clark W. Griswold Jr., but I, I have plenty of mannerisms that, that fit the bill. So that's my go-to Christmas movie, by the way. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You cannot go wrong with that movie. And I hope all of you have a Cousin Eddie in your family. Because that's just fun. But that's all we got for questions, gentle men and gentle ladies. That's fun. We hit an hour, as always. That's the new thing. But I love I love doing that. It's so much fun. It just, it, it really added 20 minutes to the, this preview episode. And, we all seem to have fun with it, so that's that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to have fun. And if you did have fun, you know, I'm going to say go to SaturdaysCount.com. Of course you're going to do that. But also, go wherever you're listening. Give me a rating. Tell me, leave a review. Tell me how much you hate that I think Die Hard's not a Chris movie or you love Chris Vacation or how dare you say Boston College isn't a most hated rival Whatever it might be. Leave a review. I will see it. I will read it. 
and you're part of the show. Look at that. But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Um, I will be on Twitter over the next two days. Then I, I won't be because I'll be at a 70th birthday party for my dad. That'll be fun. But until next time, go Irish, beat Eagles. Five for nothing, hundred nothing, out.